foundations of amateur radio. The attraction to amateur radio for me lies in the idea that it provides a framework for experimentation and learning. There's never an end to either. Each time you go on air is an opportunity to do both, and every chance I get, I cannot help being sucked into another adventure. My weekly scribbles are an attempt to both document what I've been up to and to encourage others to take a step on the path that I am discovering, moment by moment, week by week. One of the more, let's call it, comment-inducing activities I like to explore is low-power operation. This is not to the liking of many operators who are happy to run their shack at full legal power. For me, full legal power is 40 dBm or 10 watts. That's not to say that I've never experienced the thrill of running a pile-up on a contest station. I have. What's not to like? You speak with people from communities far and wide, they're clamouring to talk to you, and making contact is pretty easy, almost effortless. The lure towards more power, bigger antennas, more bands and more radio is always there, but it's not all there is to this hobby. My year-long efforts of running a 10 dBm or 10 milliwatt weak signal propagation reporter or whisper beacon is evidence that you can make it 13,945 kilometres from me in Victor Kilo 6 to Papa Alpha, where it was heard by Yap, Papa Alpha Zero Oscar, in Zeitwolder, just outside Groningen, in the northeast of Atkikerland. In fact, across 2023, my 10 dBm beacon was reported 4,849 times by 58 stations, many inside Australia, but there were reports from Indonesia, Japan, New Zealand, Taiwan, Antarctica, Sweden, and, as I said, the Netherlands. One of my friends, Charles, November Kilo 8 Oscar, is a mostly mobile operator who loves to set up for both Parks on the Air, also known as POTA, as well as Worldwide Flora and Fauna, WWFF. His chosen mode is CW, but you'll find him using digital modes like FT8, and even as a Rare DX event, you might strike it lucky and hear his voice. Most of his activity uses batteries, so you'll rarely make contact with him when he's using more than 47 dBm or 50 watts. A couple of weeks ago, during the weekly F-TroopNet, he announced that for the duration of 2024, Charles intends to operate using low power, or QRP. Operating QRP isn't for everyone, but I'd hazard a guess that if tried, there's plenty to learn and experience by dialing the power down to play in a low power environment. Think of it like this. If you're into cars, it's the thrill of driving fast. It's not the only way to drive and enjoy yourself. Driving sedately, touring the back roads will get you to your destination just as well. And along the way, you'll have the opportunity to look out the window, to even have the window down and to enjoy the environment, rather than spending every second being on a hair trigger. If fishing is more your thing, high-power radio is like dynamite fishing. You'll easily catch all the fish in the pond, but once you have, there's nothing left to do. Fly fishing, on the other hand, gets you a different, but perhaps just as satisfying experience. So, if you've never done this QRP thing, what can you expect when you turn the power down? First of all, reception works just the same, so everyone you heard before will continue to be heard. Transmission is going to be a little different. 
If you've ever changed over radios, you might already have experienced the jolt between what you can hear and what you can work, which can differ significantly between two radios. If you're used to high-power operation, you'll essentially work most stations you can hear. But when you're using low power, there's going to be stations that you have little or no chance to work. Most of those are obvious so-called alligators, or mouth-no-ears. That said, plenty of loud stations have years of honing their skill in station, and your QRP call can just as easily be heard as the next station. You'll likely sharpen your calling skills. There's no point in calling when other stations are blotting out your call, so you become adept at dancing around other signals. You'll spend more time considering propagation and the best band to make your signal count. Another side effect you'll likely notice is less wear and tear on your gear. There's also little chance of having RF inside your shack upsetting your computer or getting complaints from the neighbours who happen to have a crappy TV that stops working as soon as you key up. If you make mistakes, your station is more forgiving and less likely to be damaged when an unexpected fault occurs. Speaking of faults, the other day a coax switch in my shack caused my radio to stop transmitting. Luckily, with the power setting at its lowest, there was no permanent damage. After testing with a multimeter, I discovered that it shorted the centre pin to shield, in one position. When I opened up the switch, I discovered that the blade that gets moved between ports had become slightly twisted, which in turn caused it to ground against the body. A slight turn with some needle-nose pliers fixed the problem. Well, at least for now. I have begun searching for alternatives in earnest, I am quite taken by the notion of building my own switch from relays and controlling those via a network connection. More research and experimentation is needed, because there's plenty I don't know about this subject. Between you and me, it's never too late for another experiment, and I'd encourage you to spend some time testing the QRP experience. And given the current state of the solar cycle, there's no better time than right now. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima, Alpha Bravo.